to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the heart, with a capital A-R-T. Hey, you did it, hey. Kate O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if you're if you're wondering where's Joshua, well, Joshua is out. When, whenever Joshua's not here, I like to say he's saving the world through art. <laughs> yes, he's doing something. He's like Superman for yeah. the arts. He puts on his super cape with a big music <laughs> sign on it. <laughs> Dances around a little, <laughs> saving the world. <laughs> and the best part is, uh, we have guests that come in when one of us can't make it, and we're so we're both excited that you're here. Only I'm more excited because he's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mary. For those of you who might not know Kate O'Neill, and many of you do, uh, Kate is a marvelous singer. I, she sings around town. I've seen you in cabaret. Um, well, I worked with you at the American Idol Experience where yes. the three of us met. Yes, yes, we did. I actually trained Josh. Wow. Into that role. Yes. He, as the producer, as one as of our... one of the casting directors. Yes, casting yes. directors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. You did you did a good job. Well, thank you. <laughs> I claim everything that he is is because of me. <laughs> he even does warm-ups here vocal. No, no. Okay, uh, I'm no, just kidding. Yeah. Gonna do, gonna so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, uh, presently I'm actually a professor at Valencia College. Yes. So I teach communication there. I teach public speaking and interpersonal communication. And as Mary said before that, I've been a professional singer since I was in college mm. myself. I was so, surprised when I first learned that you started out doing country western because I <laughs> heard you do cabaret and I'm like, oh my goodness. Actually, I did not start out doing country western. However, there's sort of a funny story about that, which is um, when I was in college, I was in a band. It was sort of a new wave, new wave kind of uh, beach, uh, uh, you know, band. Top, top 40? It was, mm, yeah, uh, well, it was more... It was just very weird band. Okay. It's called Astro Surf. It was a wonderful band, but it was weird. Um, and when I moved to Florida, um, I moved here to sing because I had a friend who said, oh, you can get a job singing down here. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'm going to move to Central Florida and I will find a singing job. And the, I sang in a top 40 band for a while. And then um, this house band opened up and I thought, oh, I would love to be in a house band so I don't have to travel all the time. <laughs> and so I said, what kind of band is it? And they said, it's a country band. And they, they said... Uh, do you sing country? And I went, yes. <laughs> so I decided I was a country singer. I, I went out and I bought, this is back in the olden days, people when there were actually records. And I went out and I bought myself some records, some Loretta Lynn and Shelley West. <laughs> to get a Dolly Parton. Parton. Yeah. I learned like 15 songs like in a weekend wow that's and impressive went, and then i went into audition and they were like do you know country and i went do i know country <laughs> how about this and i sang something and they're like you're hired wow yeah it was crazy and then i sang in that band for like eight years we did, did, did you end up growing um an affection for country music in a way you never thought you might i would say there's definitely i do have my favorites you know i think there are certain country artists that i really really love and i'm irish and i grew up on irish music and there's a lot of connections between irish music and country music they're all sad or <laughs> people are people are losing things 
their countries, their lives, They've their been jobs, left by their, their spouse. Wives, their, Even their kids their, left their them. Their dogs run away. I don't know. There's always something. So there's always something in common. Um, so I definitely feel that connection, you know, between what I started out with listening to when I was little, the Irish music and the country music. And I definitely do have my favorites. Nice. Yeah. Good answer. Well, thank you, Mary. Well, I'm excited that you're here today because one of the the missions of this show is to bring on guests who are doing things in the arts in Central Florida that maybe aren't in other places, or even if they are, they've got that Orlando City Beautiful spin to it. And our guests today, I think, do very important work. Um, today, we're Nicole Warren is here. She's representing all all of Chance Dance Two. Chance, chance to, to dance. dance. Chance to. You know what it is? There's an all here that I wrote that I wanted to say all of that. You're not allowed to say that, Mary. <laughs> um, chance to dance, and it's with the number two. And this is a professional a group of educated dancers and certified in inclusion and special needs training for their students. And I'm not going to waste any other time, but I would like to introduce Nicole Warren to our show. Welcome, Nicole. Hello. So glad to have you with us. Thank you. I'm Tell us a little here. bit about what that means by inclusion and special needs and the type of work you do with your dancers. Um, so basically, uh, we work with a variety of dancers um, and varying exceptionalities. So we have dancers who have cerebral palsy. We have dancers who are in wheelchairs. We have dancers who are in walkers, um, dancers on the autism spectrum, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. What else do we have? Uh, blind, deaf, nonverbal, behavioral, ADHD, et cetera. So and we work with uh, the entire gamut of, of exceptionalities out there. Oh, my goodness. What, what gave you the idea to start this school? Well, I had just graduated college from UCF with my elementary education degree and um, a focus on reading and TESOL, so teaching students of other languages. And I went back to college to get a degree in dance. And while I was going back to college to get my degree in dance, I thought to myself, I still want to use my bachelor's degree. I, I want to... I went to college for four years. I went to a university. I want to use my degree. So I got this job being a tutor. Um, I put quotation marks around <laughs> tutor, if you can't see me. Um, it, was, it really turned out to be a personal care assistant job. It was with a young man. He was 18 at the time. He had cerebral palsy. His name is Kirk. Um, and he does not speak. He has all involuntary movements. He basically um, lives in his wheelchair, and so I was taking care of him. I was doing homework and reading with him, but I was also changing him, bathing him, feeding him, um, all of that. So I was tutoring him and also taking care of him mm. while I was in college dancing. Um, and then what inspired the idea of Chance to Dance, what really planted the seed was um, I had asked Kirk and his mother, do you want to come see me dance? It was my first college performance dancing, and I was super excited. And I don't know, I just invited his mom, and they came and watched. And what was significant about that experience was I um, – I didn't dance until the very last number of the entire show. <laughs> I was only in one dance. But um, he was silent the entire show. And when he saw me in the wings, he connected me. And then he saw me dance on stage and he started making noises. Wow. So he can't necessarily speak like we talk now, but he can make some noises. And so he was grunting and, and moaning and making noises and Did his you hear mom, him no I didn't hear him but the feedback was from his mom mm. and I thought that was significant so mm -hmm. the next day I went to my you know job to help him out and I said hey Kirk do you want to dance and he can um, nod his head down which means yes or he can turn his head to the right and that means no and 
you know, with every child, sometimes they want to answer you right away and sometimes they don't. Um, but he answered right away and he said, yes, he wanted to learn how to dance. So it was very small. It was just moving his arm very tiny, like an inch off the wheelchair, but it was significant enough that it planted a seed in me where I was like, wow, even Kirk, who can't really walk or dance, like you perceive dance as like across grand movements of stage. Um, but to dance for Kirk was just to move his arm a little bit off of his wheelchair um, to music. And that was what started uh, it all. Was he proud of himself? I think so. And and fast forward to 2017, Kirk now dances with us. So wow. I took a few years to go dance professionally and to work in the dance world after I finished my dance program in college. I danced professionally for a while here in Central Florida and got involved uh, locally with lots of different organizations. And um, once we started Chance to Dance, his mom reached out to me and said, is this Nicole? You, you used to care for Kirk. Is this the Nicole that we knew? I just know it's you. And I was like, yeah, it's me. Oh. And I had been searching for her for a, a, about a year after we started the program, after the organization started, and I couldn't find her, but she found me. Wow. And so full, it has come full circle. My inspiration is now my student. My goodness, what a yeah. great story. That is a great story. You know, it's amazing how people's lives sometimes turn into something that they don't expect. And it you, it's just that one thing that just sort of sparked yeah. sparked everything. And, yeah. But you said you were an elementary education major? Yeah, I Wait, will. Was my, that, did somebody say you had to do that because so you, you can't live mm. on dance? Is yep. that what they said? Oh, totally. <laughs> absolutely. But it probably has come in handy? Oh, absolutely. In um, ways. So growing both, up right? since I was five, I always wanted to be a dancer. Like that was my dream was to have a dance studio and to have dancers and to create a dancer. That was my lifelong dream. Um, and then I was like, okay, it's time for college, and I probably cannot live off of a dance dream. So I went, so I was made a mature decision to go get a real degree. Um, and then I decided after I got that real degree, I'm not using it. I'm going to go back and dance. But so you are using I it. I am totally Isn't using that crazy? it. Because we've, yeah, we've been creating a curriculum and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of my background in education, I'm, I know how to write lesson plans, I know how to create a curriculum, and I, I know how to accommodate uh, a variety of, of students. Yes. And your work with, um, yeah, child that you spoke of. Tell me his name again. Kirk. Kirk. Mm -hmm. Did your definition of dance change? Um, I think the meaning of dance changed for me. Um, because for so long, you don't think of a kid in a wheelchair dancing until you see it. Um, and from the outside looking in, it may not look like much at all. But it's huge for him. And it's mm. huge for his mom. And it's huge for us. And so the meaning of dance completely changed because it didn't just become like a hobby of mine. It became a lifestyle and it became a passion to pursue. And a mission, it seems. Mm, big mission. And even your definition of dance has changed, really. It sounds like it's sort of... Now it's about like connection giving back and, and, giving and creating relationships. Oh, relationships are huge to me, mm, like creating yeah. the relationships because mm. each kid, each person is so different. Um, and they may love dance just because you make them feel loved. So, so how... For listeners out there that might want to take their special needs child or neighbor or nephew, niece to a class, how would they find one if if you're not close enough? <laughs> so Chance to Dance is still quite small. We're only two and a half years old. We just um, got founded in 2016 by my partner, Kyle, and myself. Um, and we started going on site to different schools and vocational locations, and that's kind of how we started. Mm -hmm. um, within this past few months, we just built out Florida's first sensory-friendly dance studio where we can accommodate a variety of needs um, in our one new 
home. To find a program like ours across the state, I don't really have an answer for you where mm-hmm. you would find something exactly like us outside of this Central Florida community. Our goal long term, of course, is to expand and be as big as possible. I'm, I'm trying to, I don't consider myself a pioneer, but I'm trying to pioneer some sort of manual that will be able to pass on through the community and through other teachers and through other organizations that we can um, replicate our process and our product so that we can spread this inclusive and accommodative dance experience to everyone. That's beautiful. That would make um, Joshua so happy too. He's doing that with Central Florida Community Arts because when something is that important and needed and obviously sought after, then you do want to spread it. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. for that. And will you do, will you just explain to the people that don't know what sensory friendly what a sensory friendly studio is? So when you go into a typical dance studio, I mean every dance studio across the nation is pretty much the same. They have a dance floor, bars and mirrors. We have the same thing except for we have uh, resources like uh, visual timers, visual schedules, we have um, picture schedules, we have picture steps on our walls and in our bathrooms, like step one, wash your hands, step two, turn off the faucet. So we have visual steps. We have lots of um, physical props that we use to encourage and enhance mobility. We have, uh, we actually just got a grant from First Nonprofit Foundation where we're going to be able to expand that sensory friendly space where we'll be able to accommodate like Kirk in a wheelchair. We can get him out of the wheelchair and get him in a swing. Uh, We want to hear more about this, and Mm -hmm. we will. Listeners, you're listening to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Sitting in today for Joshua Vickery is Kate O'Neill, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and today sitting in for Joshua Vickery is the lovely Kate O'Neill. Kate, we're so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here, Mary. Thank you. Interesting topic today, yeah? Oh, I love this so much. I know. Well, we were talking just a little while ago about making the space sensory um, friendly. friendly. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. So with a variety of exceptionalities, whether they have some sensory disorders, a lot of, a lot of Children, youth, and adults with on the autism spectrum, um, they're very sensitive to sound, or they're sensitive to touch, or they're sensitive to light. Um, so we have to be very cognizant of that when we're creating our space. Now, granted, we just opened in September, so we're still creating, you know, everything to be sensory friendly. Right now, we have the nuts and the bolts. We have the dance studio. We have the space. That was the main goal. Um, but we're getting um, curtains that will go in front of the mirrors because the mirrors are sometimes a huge distraction for our younger dancers Mm -hmm. who maybe have some behavioral ADHD issues. Um, We also are going to get some dimmers on our lights so that we're able to accommodate the lights being too bright and um, turn them down for the dancers who need lower level lights. Um, Also sound, we have um, the headphones that can accommodate sensory sound issues and stuff like that. Um, And then also visual schedules, visual timers, things that help the students stay on track. Some of our dancers are, are very scheduled mm-hmm. by the minute. So they want to know exactly what we're doing because it also gives them comfort. Uh, comfort. It lets them, give them confidence. And they like to know what's happening mm-hmm. because they feel out of control if they don't know right. what's happening. So they're safe when they know mm-hmm. what to expect. Yeah, we're just creating the safe space for them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, tell us some stories of, of some of the accomplishments of some of your students because of the work they do with you. 
Uh, well, one of my students that we have here in the studio today um, is one of my inspirations, if you will. His name is Caleb. Um, one of the accomplishments that he fulfilled this year was competing um, in a typical regional dance competition. He had to go against students who have been dancing for years upon years who are considered elite dancers. Um, and he represented Chance to Dance in the Florida Dance Masters competition. And he had to do a five-minute interview with these professional dancers he's never met. Wow. He had to do audition classes. He had to perform on stage a solo by himself. So um, that's a huge feat because Caleb is deaf. So for him to not have any coaching or preparation wow. for what these people are interviewing him was a significant feat first and foremost. And then for him to get up on stage by himself is a really big deal. Caleb, congratulations. Thank you. How did that feel to to win that? Um, I was um, trying my best on like, doing dance. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised that it, you you were so well received? Yes. But happy. I can see that big smile on your face. <laughs> How do you feel when you dance? I feel like I wanted to keep trying mm-hmm. and try to make, and, and, and also try to make me feel flexible. Flexible. Yeah. I uh, had the pleasure of actually talking to them, you know, a little bit before it started. And Caleb was telling me how he, he, he danced for a while and then he got away from it. And part of that was, I think, um, his his mother, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Hi. <laughs> was saying, um, you know, well, well, tell us a little bit about that. You know, the first experience for uh, for you, Caleb, and, and Tanya, um, getting him in, started in dance, and what's different about this studio? Well, Caleb started when he was pretty young, about six years old, and he did it for a few years. Um, and... When you're six years old, it's uh, everybody's kind of crazy. The kids run around, nobody <laughs> pays attention, and it's not a, a big difference when you don't follow directions very well or you, it takes you longer to learn, yeah. things like that. Um, but once he started getting older, it was getting harder and harder for him, and he was frustrated. And we said, you know, this isn't supposed to be frustrating. This is supposed to, you know, build his confidence and right. those kinds of things. So. We he took we took him out and he started doing martial arts and he did very well with that and um, and then we did some special Olympics for a while um, for cheerleading, um, but there wasn't anything that was dance and then we found out we heard about Nicole um, Caleb actually played piano at um, Joyful Music, which is another organization that's for arts for special needs mm-hmm. and. Um, we saw Nicole's an advertisement or something for Nicole, so I called her and I said, hey. You know, my son's a little older. He's, you know, he he actually has some dance experience, but we want to get back into it. And, you know, but he has these issues and I don't know, you know, and she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's. I was so excited to meet him. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. What amazing. was that first meeting like? Uh, meeting Caleb. Uh-huh. I mean, he's he's above and beyond. He's what a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. And wow. so he's wow. super physically proficient. So. The moment I met him, I was just so excited because it was my first experience. My first experience with special needs was Kirk, who was on the severe level, if you will. And then my experience with Caleb being so high-functioning physically was a whole other experience. So now I have the entirety of the level of spectrums from severe to high-functioning. And it was so exciting because I got to really experiment with movement with Caleb. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was awesome. And Caleb, what was it like for you the first time you went into that dance studio? 
with with Nicole? Um, it was um, it's kind of a little bit like challenging, but I was trying. <laughs> I push him. I push him. Is it good to be? She pushed? works you hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but what kind of progress do you feel like you've made? Do you feel like you have made progress over how? Well, gosh, you've been there since the beginning, right? Yeah, he's been his his third year with us. He's been wow. with us from the beginning. So, Are what kind stronger? of changes? What kind of changes have you seen in your dancing? Hmm. Um, I think I'm like trying to get stronger, stronger, mm-hmm. and flexible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, I was practicing, not trying to see like what my mistakes are. Another thing he's really yeah. overcome is is emotions. So mm-hmm. children and adults, I keep saying children, but we 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 accommodate children, youth, and adults. So we have two through. 50, 60 year olds um, that dance with us. But for Caleb, something that I've been really working with him is connecting to emotions. Because when you're on the autism spectrum disorder, you don't connect with emotions um, or you don't recognize feelings. And so Caleb um, knows what it is to be strong because mm. he learned that from Taekwondo. Um, so what I've really been working on him with is connecting to his heart and his soul and what is the meaning behind the movement. Mm. And so for Caleb, I get to push him a little harder than some other dancers and challenge him, like he said. Um, So my witness of his progress has been connecting to that emotional outlet that is really hard to tap into for a child on the autism spectrum. And Caleb, are you aware that you've made progress with that? Yes. Yes. So, and when you're expressing something like love and beauty, it's not, um, it's something that you embrace and express. Yes, I was trying to be brave and success. You trying to have success? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you to have success with that. Good and, for you. And Tanya, as a Great. mom, are you seeing are you seeing that expressed outside of the dance? Oh yes. Role? As yeah. you know, there's a performance team this year. It's the first year that the Chance to Dance has a performance team, and they picked a. Um, a song that is also very emotional for you know for the group to do as a whole. So I always sit down with Caleb and we print out the lyrics so he could read them. What song is that? Is it "Waving Through a Window" from Dear Evan Hansen? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So and that's that's their group musical theater number that they'll be competing with in the spring wow. against other typical dancers. And what are some of the lyrics that touch you profoundly? Well, what really amazed me was that I read him the lyrics. And I asked him, okay, what do you think the song means? And he said, well, he's waving through a window. And he's very literal. And a lot of kids on the spectrum are very literal. Like, that's the challenge with Caleb is that he has uh, verbal communication difficulties because of his hearing loss and everything. But he also has nonverbal communication difficulties because of his autism. So um, I said, well, yes, he is waving through a window. But, you know, that's literally what, what is happening in the song. But I said, but, but how does he feel? And he said, he thought about it and he goes, lonely mm-hmm. that's deep and I was like wow you know because that's amazing and that's just from learning the, the lyrics I mean he didn't even see a video I mean we just like saw someone singing the song and, yeah. l- and printed out the lyrics and read the lyrics wow. and talked yeah. about them and then he's been working on the dance you know with the group and just even the movements, the, I think, in the dance, it, it connected. The connection. Yep. I'm going to read just some of the lyrics from this particular song. On the outside, always looking in, will I ever be more than I've always been? Because I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass. Mm-hmm. 
I'm waving through a window. I try to speak, but nobody can hear. So I wait around for an answer to appear. While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass, I'm waving through a window. Oh, can anybody see? Is anybody waving back at me? Isn't that so those are so yeah. great. And I think, I think he hit it spot on. Mm-hmm. You know, that feeling of there being a separation between you and other people. And how does that make you feel, right? Yeah. And to be able to express that not only by understanding what those lyrics mean, but through your body and through dance. Wow. That's really powerful. Wow. We're working that's on that empowering. emotional connection. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And as a dance teacher, no matter what kind of what challenges students have connecting emotions to movement and just like with song Mm -hmm. is sometimes not easy for certain people no matter what because a lot of people um don't bring their emotions to work absolutely we all have our barriers Mm -hmm. right yeah but certainly in the arts the more you can fuse them the more you can communicate Mm -hmm. to those that maybe don't hear or just experience art in a different way so when you do connect Caleb, the cool thing is you're going to help someone else feel those emotions. You're going to be the teacher. That's pretty cool. Oh, which brings us to a really Mm -hmm. interesting thing I learned. Tell us. Which is Caleb is actually training Mm -hmm. to be an instructor now. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Tell us about that. Yes, I am. (laughs) How do you feel about it? Speaking of feelings, (laughs) are you proud? Yes, I'm proud. Yeah. He does what, very well. What is the one thing that you would say to your students in the first class that they can get ready to expect? Like, it's day one, you've got some students there, and you're welcoming them to the class. What do you want them to know? Um, they want them to, I want them to know that I'm the dancer, so that when, it, when they um, want to grow up, to be like me. You want to be inspiring, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for people to know they can do that. Look at, I mean, you're the mm-hmm. perfect example for them. You are modeling what can happen. Mm-hmm. And That's you, great. You can help them in a way that no one can because you've been there. And we have some little dancers at our studio that already look up to him. Like they want to see Mr. Caleb dance. Oh. And they and it's a reward. So we have a lot of rewards that we give the dancers. Um, even the adults get rewards because it keeps them interested. And, and one of the rewards that we give one of our little six-year-olds is she gets to go in and, and dance with Mr. Caleb the last two minutes of her oh, private lesson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she that's loves so it. beautiful. Do you like that, too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> what a great feeling that must be. One thing I don't like what? is when we have to go to break. Oh. What? Already? But guess what? We'll be back. I Listeners, you are listening to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Uh, I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Kate O'Neill, and we'll be right back. us again from the heart i am kate o'neill and i am here with yes mary thompson hunt and we are of course are back with our special guests today nicole warren the founder and director of chance to dance and her um great dancer caleb emery and his great mother Mm -hmm. (laughs) tanya Tanya. emery 
Tanya, tell us a little something about um, some of the changes you've seen since Caleb started dancing. Well, the biggest difference, I think, is that um, dance, you know, it's it should be individualized, but it isn't always, I guess. You know, it, uh, when you're working on a team or whatever, you kind of have to do what everyone else is doing or, you know, maybe even learn the way everyone else is learning. And um, Nicole's a breath of fresh air because she looks at each person coming in, each student, and says, okay, well, what do I have to do to teach this student? Um, and there's no barriers. You know, it's, she'll, whatever it is, she'll figure it out. And she usually comes to me and, you know, for Caleb, she'll come to me and say, I'm noticing this, you know, and I'll say, well, okay, that might be because of this. And then she'll go, okay, I'm going to do this. And so it's like problem solving and she, she will adapts. change. Yeah, mm. she will change it. She will try something different, think outside the box. Um, I like what you just said, no barriers. That sounds like it could be the name of a show or a dance. Mm. It's just, it's a lot of freedom in that. Mm. I think really key to this too is though, and I will say, Nicole, you kind of strike me like this to begin with, or, or which is, you know, you're kind of a, um, like you're a quick thinker and you're creative. And those two things together make this a really good fit for you because you do have to um, individualize so much. And of course you have the inclusion and, um, and special needs certificate and training and all that kind of thing. But even with that, everybody has, totally yes, everybody has their own things. And their you own have experience. to be able to mm-hmm. on the fly, just make the changes necessary in order for them to connect. Well, I think that's like a dance thing first and foremost, like to be able to improvise is a is where I got from dance. To be able to accommodate is what I got from college. And to be able to multitask is from my ADHD. So <laughs> I am able to, uh, and my brain thinks far too fast. It's a blessing and a curse uh, because sometimes I say things that I shouldn't because I'm not processing slowly enough. I'm processing too quickly. So, um, you know, I feel like deep down in my heart, I I have my own special needs. And so that's why maybe I connect with all my dancers so well. Mm. Were you actually ADHD? I am diagnosed ADHD. And did you know that when you were younger? No, my parents just thought I had a lot of energy. So they put me in dance. (laughs) And, and, and isn't it interesting that that was helpful to you? Totally. Yeah. And now you're you're my brain is a conveyor belt. Like, I'm really having to focus right now on you guys to make sure I'm answering your questions and not going on tangents. It's, it takes a lot for me to focus. Yeah. Do you find that your your work with ADHD students is different because you understand what? I, I think I yeah because even even but you know it's so hard to say because I also teach typical students mm-hmm. um, and and some of my typical students just are are birds in their head sometimes and I get it. I mean. I don't think that labeling ADHD or autism is anything. I think that kids are just kids and people develop their own ways. Yes. And I love the fact that you're an entrepreneur and you're successful and you're already talking about having all over the state and then the, the country and then, the and then the, yes, yeah. she's, you should see her eyes light and up. Mars. <laughs> she could have her the first have dance, dance studio, studio on Mars. Mars. <laughs> I will teach aliens. She'll work with that gravity. She'll work with it out. <laughs> How do I deal with slime? <laughs> yes. So for anyone listening right now that wants to get in touch with you, let's remind them again how they can call you, email you, look you up. Um, so our website is www.chance2, number two, dancefl.org. And we had the foresight to put FL because the goal is to expand across the states, mm-hmm. um, you know, to have one day and chance to dance New York, you know, so that's a 
big goals, big dreams we have. And I, I'm, I do have a co-founder. His name is Kyle. Um, and, and he really helped me facilitate our success because I, I hate to say like, I'm just a dancer, but I had to learn how to be a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. That was never what I grew up doing. And, and he's an entrepreneur. So he really helped me, um, make my vision come to a reality. That's fantastic. So yeah. da- um, chance to dance. FL.org. FL.org. Oh, but one of the things. And don't forget one, the FL. And don't forget that. But if you go to the website, one of the things that I know, oh, it's a very nice website, by the way. Which Thanks, Kyle. Nice so, Kyle, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things it mentioned on there was a free trial class, mm-hmm. which I think is a great idea for people to see if it's a good fit or right. not. And it's good for us, too, because as the instructor, uh, you know, like when I get a call from Tanya, when I got the call from her, she's giving me a visual of her child. And so I'm creating this image in my head of what I think he is. And then when you come to the studio, okay, like I'm able to accommodate you. Like I probably put you in the wrong class. Let's change it to this Mm -hmm. class. So it helps me or my other teachers to put them in the appropriate group. Yes. Right. And as a parent, Tanya, what are you looking for when, whenever you 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 bring your child to something like this? So if if you uh, now I understand you were there from the beginning, but on that first day, what were you looking for? I wasn't even sure what I was looking for, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I just I I think Nicole helped me figure out what I was looking for. Actually, I you know I said he used to dance and he wants to do it again. Can you help him? And also he wants to be Spider Man. That was the other thing. So, yeah, you did a Spider Man dance. He's he's had a few solos. Yeah, nice. Did you get to wear the costume? He did. <laughs> Yay! That was totally oh no, he wasn't Spider Man. I'm sorry. He was the Flash. He was oh, the, the Flash. Flash. No, his his I'm sorry. his grand goal is to is be, Sp- be Spider Man. There's oh. still time for mm-hmm. Spider Man. Well, listeners, you've heard it here. And, and when you hear that Universal dance, Studios, he wants to have a job with you being Spider-Man. And a chance to dance as Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good for yeah. you. Wow. Well, uh, what next for uh, for other needs that you might be able to help with dance? Have you thought of that? Um, or do, do you include deaf? Uh, well, Caleb is deaf. Blind, uh, yes. Blind. Sure. We have blind dancers. I have nonverbal dancers. I have... Um, I, I, any type of need or exceptionality you can think of, we have. We have over 700 dancers across 15 locations across Central Florida in, in different counties and stuff like that where we go on site. But our studio is in Castleberry where you can come to us if we're not already at your location. Caleb, I, I literally forgot you were deaf because you read so well. Yeah, he lip reads. You really do. Mm-hmm. And your focus is so intent. Yes, I am deaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Hard, hard to remember that. But the, um, Caleb, are you are you dancing at the performance that's coming up I- at the Orlando Rep? Are you one of the dancers? Yes. <gasps> yes. Caleb we, will be debuting his first time ever doing a lyrical solo. Oh my gosh! Wow. So that's where that emotional connection we've been working on is coming into play. So I actually, I'm going to put this on my calendar because I want to see you can. dance. I'll go with you. Now, I will you? Yeah. It's I Thursday. have a date. I'm very excited. Yeah. I have a date. Thursday. Thank you, United Arts. We were a mini grant recipient this year. And um, without United Arts, we would not be able to host this because it's a completely free event for wow. the family, for the community, and for the dancers. Oh, Wonderful. We do ask for a donation at the door to help, you know, with the costs of all that. Yes. But um but without grants and without funding, without sponsors and support, we're not able to provide these 
genuine, typical dance experiences to our dancers without all that support. So our show is Thursday, December 20th. December 20th. At the um, Orlando Rep, the Universal Theater, which is a sensory-friendly theater. Wonderful. So that's why we use it. Yeah. And it, and it's at 6 The PM? show starts right at 6 p.m. So show up early. Which is wonderful. And I will show up. I'm going to show I have United a date with Arts. Mary. Yes, you do. We're going to go see Caleb dance. And I'm very excited about oh, this. I think that, too, this would be a great opportunity for any parents who mm-hmm. are thinking... Um, you know, my child might be interested in this or, or a child who is interested in, um, in seeing whether that's something they can do. This would be a great opportunity to see it in action, right? right? And wait for the holiday too. Oh, yeah, yeah it just puts you in the mood. Thank it's you. winter around the world themed. So we're embracing cultures and languages and, and everything, which is totally appropriate because we're embracing everyone with our dance oh, company. What are some wonderful. things you need? Do you need any volunteers? Do you need anything that someone might have that's listening that they can call you up and say, hey, I've got that for you. We'll deliver it. Well, what's beautiful about this uh, organization and what this company is, is everything is donation-based, in-kind donations, monetary donations. And so basically, um, this is our small show. So we have a very small, intimate show in December. Um, Our big show is in May, where we invite all 600 of our dancers. Oh, my gosh. So our third... 600? We have over... across. Well, we invite them all. Now, do they all come? No. Be, but to be in it, but you, to be in it, it's they're all invited. Wow! And Where? it we it's at the same place. <gasps> it's on that one's on Sunday, May nineteenth. Imagine if they that's all say birthday. yes. If, if that that's would be so amazing, if they all that's the goal. Is yeah, wow. Every husband, husband, we've got a date. Oh, I'm losing my date now. Um, <laughs> to your husband. But as that one rolls around, so this one, like I said, our December show is intimate. It's just our studio dancers. But our May show is the big one um, where we invite all the dancers from all across Central Florida that have been dancing with us, and that. We need lots of support. We need a t-shirt donor. We need a theater donor. We need gift bag donors because we give all the kids free t-shirts. As you see, the shirts that we're all wearing oh, were yes. don- donated. Those are great. Um, you know, Disney donated uh, toys to put in their gift bags. Um, McDonald's donated things to put in their gift bags. It's just, it's just this really awesome day of dance where they get to feel super uber special. And that's just my goal. And everything's free for the kids. Like the parents don't pay anything. Um, the community doesn't pay anything. But with community support, we're able to do this. So, right. so if someone has something that you could even put in those bags the of gift gifts. bags, yeah. If, if you have a business that you own, I'll take a pencil with your logo on it to put in the kids' <laughs> bags. I'll take keychains, water bottles, stretch pants. You know, it's just, it doesn't, I mean, it does matter what we put in the bags, but it also doesn't matter because it's just stuff that they're going to enjoy, that they're right. going to like. And, and it's, stuff. it's it the idea of giving, especially totally. that time of year. And it's such a special thing for them because there's nothing else like this that happens where you see this entire community of special dancers coming together. Okay. Um, so yeah. one more time, you, you've given us your how to get in touch with you with your email address, but what about a phone number? So our phone number is 407-588-9589. When you say it like that, it sounds like it's a different kind of phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go slow. See that? See? Give and take. You want me to talk fast? No, that's okay. Say it again. Say it again. 407 407- 588-9589. Wait, but creepy. you know what? She's <laughs> talking about, you know, donations, which she needs, obviously, for the big May production, May 19th, mm-hmm. their big show mm-hmm. on my birthday. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But I would also um, like to remind people they are having a golf tournament. We are. Yeah. Our which first is also golf tournament a fundraiser. fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Tell so us about tell that. Us, we, we've got us. one minute. So we got uh, our, our golf tournament is going to be Friday, February 15th at 9 a.m. at the Mayfair Country Club in Sanford. And uh, we are doing um, 
It is going to start in the morning. You can do it individual or you can do a team of four. And you can contact Kyle at chance2dancefl.org if you want to sponsor or sponsor a whole, sponsor the food, or set up a team, participate, Mm -hmm. or just send money. Chance to Dance, Florida, FL, Mm -hmm. uh, .org. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get in touch. And one more time, the phone number? 407-588-9589. Fantastic. This has been a wonderful show. I can't thank you enough. Kate, you've been wonderful sitting in for Joshua Vickery. So much fun, Mary. Thanks for having me. Lovely having you. And thank you to our guests, both of you. It's been so wonderful hearing from you. Um, about your journey. Caleb and Tanya, thank you so much for bringing Caleb with you. you. Uh, Friends, you've been listening to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. We'll be back next week with Joshua Vickery. Go out and seek some art. Bye. Bye.